Hamlet who said, readiness is all, the rest is silence. And as, uh, as his buddy Horatio is left alone with the bodies all around him, he looks down at his friend and he says, now cracks a noble heart, good night, sweet prince, and flight of angels sing thee to thy rest. Tonight we are giving a eulogy for 2022. I guess we'll be looking ahead to 2023 also, but uh, 2022 lays dead and dormant on the floor. We killed yeah, it. That, that is grim. <laughs> it's really dark. Time, time no, marches on all over, all over the rotting corpse of 2022. <laughs> 2022. Um, no, I think it's actually going to be more of a celebration uh, as I look over my notes here of what we're going to be talking about. What but are you talking I, you know, about? There's so many people. There were no games came out this year. Yeah, it was a terrible. Oh my gosh. Well, no, we'll, we'll get we'll get to that later. I didn't play any 2022 games, but there's a number of 2022 games that I'm like, those those are games that are on my short list that I I want, but I mm-hmm. want it, but I haven't played it, but I want. But but I want it. So, but I want to. So, yeah, welcome. Was, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting out here throwing, you know, firing off shots. <laughs> spicy. Spicy. Yeah. I like a spicy meat the boat. Uh, we're to, welcome to episode 123 of the Backlog Breakdown. I'm your host, Josh. And with me today, I have my co host, Nate. And uh, today, we're, like I said, we're going to be talking about 2022. We're going to be talking about the highs, the lows. Um, our personal experience. Really, it's all just going to be personal experience. It's not, you know, we're not going to be. I mean, ninety percent of what we do is anecdotal. Um, yeah, exactly. It really, it really is. It's just this, <laughs> like, you know, telling on ourselves, or you know. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I will say though, one thing as as I've done a little bit of preparation for the episode, as as the episode requires, you know, when you're talking about the the whole year, um, I was surprised at some of the things that came up. You know, even I'll, I'll let you know. I, I hadn't decided what my favorite game I played all this year was until this afternoon, and I was a little shocked by my answer. And I think you're going to enjoy the answer, but we'll get to that we'll in get just that. a little bit. In yes. just a bit. Just Before a we bit. get to that, it has there been are forms. Oh, there, well, there, I was there are say, forms to be observed. That's true. I've got there are form. forms, and they must be observed. They must be observed. <sighs> And so uh, you started. You started it, and uh, yeah, it, yeah, it has been it's two been, weeks. Y- that's true. Or, yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been two weeks since I talked to you. Yeah, another fortnight since since the last time that we talked. So since how since have you I regaled you with that sweet ditty. Mm, um, yes, <laughs> yes, my favorite. <laughs> since you, you have know. sung the sweet, sweet bare naked ladies in my ear holes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, I think I just need to leave the podcast now. That just got super weird and gross. Um, mm, 10 out of 10, do not like. Um, <laughs> thanks, I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. Oh, man. Um, well, I, it seems like we're, th- you know, we're through peak for the most part uh, when we're recording okay, this. good. You're done now. This week in between Christmas and New Year's is. We'll see what happens, uh, especially mm-hmm. since they didn't deliver any Amazon from our office yesterday or today. Okay, um, so yeah. I could go yeah. in there and it's just like it could just be like n- nightmarish tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, All or returns, you know, it could just sort of be like 
kind of a normal heavy day. Um, okay. We'll see. We will see. Uh, yeah, all the returns will trickle out over the next like two, three weeks, which I mm-hmm. super love that. <laughs> um, you know, I had I had one that I was going to return, but I decided to just re-gift it to my wife instead. Made that decision man. this afternoon. So, or or y- you, you know, proud. there's well, and it's like, hey, like if you don't like something that somebody got you and you you want to return it, that's cool. Um, I'm going to say something. <laughs> That like, listen, I know that it's kind of my job to like be inconvenienced for the sake of the customer. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all though, like, and not listeners of our show, I'm going to assume like they're all standing, no. like yeah. awesome. Like definitely, I bet your, your letter carrier and your FedEx guy and your, your ops guy loves you guys. Mm-hmm. Every last one of you, I'm, I'm hoping. And if he doesn't, that, that speaks to serious character issues that, you know, maybe we should address. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Serious moral failings, um, <laughs> failures, failings, whatever words hard. Uh, Nate talk pretty someday, but man, I, d- I just wish common sense was a little more common mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like if you were putting out boxes for me to pick up in the middle of mm-hmm. peak, yeah. um, I probably don't have room for them in my truck. And then when you give mm-hmm. me attitude, because like, I'm like, I'm not moving as quickly as you think I ought to with that, that process. Like, I, I don't know. And it, it, I'm not trying to go like, I'm just saying like, man, like be cool. Like, yeah. um, the, yeah. the, I had a friend, negative 33 degrees outside. Yeah. Negative that, 30, 33 degrees. Like the wind chill is making it like negative 33. Just try not to be a jerk and don't make stupid jokes about like, us uh, trying to stay warm. Like that just makes me like, uh, I had a guy who's like staying warm out there, and I just looked at him. I was like, "No, <laughs> shut up! You're stupid." Like, kind of like I didn't say the "shut up, you're stupid." But I was like, I just kind of looked at him like, "Like you're a moron." No, I'm not. I know you're trying to. You that think you're being very like clever, and, sir. You're you're, <laughs> you're being very. You, you think you're being clever or funny or trying to. You're and you're probably trying to be kind, yeah. you know. But you're also I'm just like, I'm. I'm not happy about like, it's like, I'm not happy about the, the, the situation. Like mm-hmm. I did get that sweet ice beard pick, which was awesome. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah. Um, I love that. That that's like one of my favorite things. Um, nice. I hate everything that leads up to those circumstances. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I am a fan of, uh, having the ice beard. It's nice. Uh, it's a good nice. time. It's a good time. But yeah, I mean, uh, just kind of like, like be cool. I I saw some one of my friends posted something like be cool to like the people who are delivering your crap. Um yep. I had a I had a friend post this and it was like uh I understand that you're upset that your package isn't being delivered when you want it to be, but it is not my fault you waited until Mary's water broke to order it. <laughs> and I was like, "Good. Yes." I just kind of want to look at people and say like, "Listen, uh, cause I had somebody said like, Hey, if I send this out, like when should it get there? I was like a couple weeks, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> not anytime soon. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's, that's it. Just be, be cool to the cardboard warriors out there. Like, mm. uh, you, you know, and just uh, it's sort of like, yeah, I mean like dude it got through peak, um, had a good, yeah. it, it was, uh, the boys first Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. Of course, it was like we actually made it to church. Um, we haven't. Nice. He hasn't. He he's been sleeping better. Um, okay. Yeah. Good. But yeah. Um, yeah. It was just like it's it's been 
cool. We're we're still sort of in that like tired thing. And of course, yeah. like me being mm-hmm. the super smart guy I am last night, I stayed up too late playing video games mm. and also taking care of, you know, throwing up air quotes. I was like, <laughs> you know, I would, I would, I was, I was playing video games, but then I'd also like make sure that he was getting like fed and changed and all that. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. So, but yeah. <laughs> how about you, man? How was, how was, how was your Christmas? Your Christmas. Yeah. It was good. You know, I, it, it was, uh, I was going to say it was busy, but not in the way that like your work is busy. It's just no. busy in like the, the events, like the, a fun busyness. So, um, yeah. so yeah. And, and again, like I was going to say a little bit of a lack of sleep, but again, nothing compared to having a, a new baby in the house, just simply just later staying up later because events, different Christmas events, and then waking up early because we have kids and there's no such thing as sleeping in, um, especially when they're excited about Christmas. So, you know, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, both our families live here in town. So, so big holidays, we kind of double up on holidays. And that's the case with Christmas as well. So, um, to, yeah, church, opening presents, church, and then going to one side of the family, then going to the other side of the family, getting home at, you know, 11 o'clock, something like that, and then getting the kids ready. We're all cranky by that time, you know, just because on the drive home, on those 20 minutes on the drive home is when everyone gets super tired. Um, so, you know, everything hits. And so, anyways, all that, like, it's I will say it's very different celebrating Christmas. Uh, There is never a dull moment when you have a two-year-old who loves just getting into everything that she absolutely can. So although it is, it is nice. um, I wouldn't say it's quite restful. Like it's, it's very enjoyable to be with family and friends, but you can't really take either, either Sam or I like need to keep our eyes on, especially our two-year-old because she just, when she gets in the mood, to, to have a lot of energy, which is most of the time she will just, you know, grab stuff and run away. And, and it's just a game, which is, it's, she's so cute doing it, which is annoying because it's like, I want to be mad, but you're not doing this to, to be a turd. You're doing this to have fun. It's just coming off as being a turd because you could really like get into stuff. You shouldn't, you know, spill stuff everywhere, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. It's so. almost like they have like, uh, there's like a, a phrase that accompanies <laughs> that age mm-hmm. um, that I've I've been told about. Um, it, yeah. It's something. It's something like uh, uh, the the just just terrible twos. Yeah, something about being terrible. Yes and no. She's different than our other two. Where our other two were more cognizant of like, oh, this is wrong. To her, it's more of just a game. So, like, even when she finds, the, the, I was going to say candy, but it's generally just like candy canes. When she finds one, she will grab it and she will go underneath our table that I'm sitting at right now. And so she crouches down in there and like starts eating it. And you can hear her, you know, if we notice she's under there, it's like, oh, she's under there, like doing something she knows she shouldn't be doing, but she's just doing it. But again, it's not like out of when you catch her, she like walks out. She's like, candy cane, you know, like she hands it to, she knows, she knows. But it's not, again, it's not out of like malice. It's not out of like anything like that. She's just having fun. You know, she's wanted it. So it's, it's a little different. There are some kids who are very much just like brash about doing things that are like, I do what I want and I don't care. Exactly. And that's not it. She does it in, in a way that like everything is just a game 
So she'll grab something, you call her back. Come on, give give that to me. And she'll like look at you and then just run away, you know, because she's like, she wants you to chase her. It's like, no, that's really frustrating right now. This is not a game. But she's just having fun. So anyways, I've gone on too long about that. But it is it is fun. It can just be very tiring because it means you can't let her like eyes on her. It's you know, like, yeah, it's, dude, it's like, um, <laughs> no, rest. it kind of reminds me of like when we had the boys and it was a slightly different yeah. situation there, but it was like, mm-hmm. there were some things there where it's like, you could just like, there was constantly like one of us was monitoring one of the, the boys yes. at all times, whether it was the 13 year old or the four year old, there was just like, mm-hmm. it was like, there was no, th- there was no space for, to just, no yeah. downtime. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> which was, yeah, that that was exhausting. Like mm-hmm. just like that that constant like somebody has to like the the fact that somebody has to be on that person at all times. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like dude. Come on, man. Like I <laughs> like I, I mean even even with the boy right now, it's like you can put yeah. him in his thing for a little bit or like you can mm-hmm. hand him off to the other person and be like, "Hey, I need to do a few things." Oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but it's, but it's been good. It's been great. You know, I've, I've enjoyed Christmas. It's definitely hit that point where, you know, being an adult, it's much more about giving presents than it is about receiving. So it's, you know, it's really not. A big Don't lie. Deal. Like you like receiving sweet robes. No, I, yes, I enjoy, I enjoy sweet, receiving yeah, stuff. I was just I, saying like, just I was not, like the, the sweet robe that you got. Being yes. A, you know, yes. fancy boy. Oh my gosh. It is so frivolous and and like honestly I feel ridiculous but it's so comfortable. <laughs> and when it's cold, you know, we've gotten this cold snap all across the country. But when it's cold, it's just really nice. That's all. But it's so it's so funny. Dude, it's I, like, I just expect you to like start like posting pictures of you walking around the house in your robe, in robe. With, yes. with a pipe. With a pipe. <laughs> I need to do that. That is such a great just idea. Just like caption it as like, you know, Josh Brocklow, man of leisure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I will need to do that. We can, that's like three or four social media posts right there. I just, yeah. To, <laughs> just need to get the photo ops in. That would be great, but awesome. So that's, that's how I've been doing over the past couple years in terms you know, years wow that was that was not the right word at all Uh, the past couple of weeks and especially just just unpacking like a lot of a (laughs) lot of things here yeah my children are just running me ragged um but uh that you know we we talked about just the enjoyment i have had a little bit more time to play some video games Mm. and uh those times i have written down Ah, uh, uh, so you brought your your plug report to the table. That's good because that that is the the backlog. next segment. It's time for yes. the, back, the backlog report. <laughs> the next form to be observed is uh, this year report on uh, ye old backlogs. Uh, so, it, it, as far as it comes to um, you know, I, I have been putting ga- some time into a game, a single game. I talked about it last time, Etrian Odyssey. Untold too. I am enjoying it quite a bit, but it is a beefy game. And so I I don't know. I would be hard pressed to be able to finish this by the end of the year. We'll see what happens though. And honestly, um I'm I'm hard pressed to even recommend it because I'm not sure that it's really worth the time that it asks of you. Um, but it's just good JRPG comfort food. 
mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. So like, you, you know, you just want the it, kind of- It the almost sounds like it's sort of a caveated should play kind of thing where it's like- Yeah. If you like JRPGs, this is a very JRPG JRPG. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, ha- it has solid mechanics. Um, it has some really cool customization. You've got a five-person party and you can change jobs and stuff like that. So you can do some cool stuff in there. And it even has the challenge, uh, which I, I came up against a boss that I'm just like, um, are you kidding me? You like one-shotted my party after you were down to like 75% health. And you did that like two or three times. Um, so like I've gotten game overs on the same boss. Which is good and bad. Like, I enjoy the challenge. It just means, like, I need to try new strategies and I need to change things up and do different things. So, so challenge is there, which is nice. Um, but it is a first person dungeon crawler. So, if you're into that, if you played Persona Q, that is kind of a mashup of Persona mm. and, and the Etrian Odyssey games. And the, the gimmick of the game is that you draw your own map. So, um, that, I mean, it's, it's fun, it, it, but it also means like you just kind of have to traverse the entire map to kind of figure stuff out. So now that's part of like, that's part of the mechanics of the game in this yes. version, right? I'm not sure that, I mean, uh, John, John, John O'Spark might know. Yes. Yes. Um, but I'm not sure that that was part of the OG version. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a staple of the series. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So, okay. So the remake, the remake actually adds story where there are there's traditionally not story in these okay. games. It is so customizable. You pick five random people. It's sort of like first Final Fantasy, where like they're just avatars that you change their jobs. They're whoever you want to be. Whereas these remakes actually threw a story in there. You have these these characters that that you are you can still change their jobs but they are these hmm. very specific characters with backstories and things like that so the that so the story's kind of bolted on top of this older game um and it's only in the newer version so you can play the old version in the new game also but i'm oh. playing the story version okay um because i want i want that i like stories um i like stories it, yeah yeah so uh so i'm enjoying it but uh, yeah it's 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 not it's not anything super special. It's just like, yeah, it's it's scratching that JRPG itch that I have so often. Uh, so I've made progress, haven't beaten it. But one thing that has affected my uh, beatdown score for the year is that I got gifted a game uh, called Vampire Survivors. And oh. if you have been in our <laughs> Discord or been around, I think you know who it is who gave me this game. Um, so that that I I do have to take a point for that because that's part of the rules, uh, even though it was a gift. So I'm looking forward to digging into that next year, you know, you know like next week, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and playing through that yeah, so that I can take quick, a point. for Sort of side yeah. take. Um, mm-hmm. the, the joke uh, on the 31st saying like, hey, see you next year, uh, it's pretty terrible, right? It's like the worst. <laughs> that's like even like dad jokes are like, no, that's mm-hmm. shut up, go home. Like, <laughs> well, you know what the difference is between bad jokes and dad jokes, right? It's the know. first letter. Uh, it's just the first letter. So, mm, <laughs> I'm so angry right now. <laughs> I mean, you, you're gonna have to. You're gonna mm, have to. So mad. <laughs> 
Anyways, um, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's where I'm at in terms of in terms of games. And and honestly, there's not too much more to talk about because I haven't really watched anything continuing on in Ultraman Ace. That's a lot of fun. And then I rewatched um, or the movie that I had watched by myself. I watched with my wife. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Oh yeah, it was yeah. even better the second time around. So uh, I, I laughed. Hardier, I still want to watch her. that. Yeah, it's ridiculous and stupid, and I love it. So it's on Roku. Check it out. Um, and then in terms of reading, I have read a couple more. I, I totally forgot about him. I thought I had finished all of his works. Um, but there are two more shorter books by Junji Ito that I had mm-hmm. on hold at the library that came in. Um, the Liminal Zone is a collection, and then Black Paradox was another short collection. Um, that was really one story told with different chapters. Mm-hmm. And enjoyed both of those. I really, I, I just dig the guy. I've talked about him a lot, um, but I think that I think that finishes all the English releases. I could be wrong because mm. um, I've gone through a lot of his stuff. But enjoyed those. Uh, and then I've I haven't quite finished it, but it's that time of year where we're looking forward to the new year. We're looking towards. I'm looking towards like thinking about what kind of goals I want for the next year, things like that. So this has become kind of a yearly read slash listen for me is the book Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really dig the book and it's always good to remind myself um, that, you know, that the whole ethos of the book is doing less but better. Mm-hmm. So really trying to cut out the things that, that aren't really, really focusing on the things that matter most and cutting out things that are more tertiary. So... Um, mm. I really enjoy it, so I'm listening through that again. I, I'm, I'm just going about to finished it. Actually, add just I'm going to add that to my because this is like you know this is not the first time you've mentioned that book. So, mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I've watched his like TED talks and stuff like that too. Um, Essentialism so, by it. Greg McKeown or yep. McEwen. McEwen is how you pronounce it, but yeah, you wouldn't know by just looking at the name. Yeah, I mean looking at it. <laughs> He yeah. own something sort of okay, and uh, yeah, that's quick little six hours, right? Yeah, yeah, not bad at all. But that's all I have to report on. Mm. Did you bring a report? Do you have, I, do you have something I, to report on? I, I have it in front of me. Some reports. All right. Uh, um, so plus. as far as reading goes, uh, it's I'm listening to it, but uh, Midnight Children by Salman Rushdie. Um, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm still angry about all the puns that you made last time I mentioned this book. Um, <laughs> disgusting, disgusting. Um, no, but it's. I mean, he's he's got a good style. It's like it's again, it's a, that sort of magical realism kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just weird. And I like it. Um, and again, it just sort of further just you know doubling down on like I'm probably. Unless something like changes that he ends up just wowing me, I don't know that I'm ever going to read anything by him again. But gotcha. I'm like, it's good. I don't, I don't hate it. I just, I'm also like, eh, it's not wowing me. It's like, eh, yeah, this is neat. It and, hasn't really uh, hooked you. Yeah. And, uh, like a, like a fish. Don't do it. <laughs> stop. <laughs> just stop right now. Uh, you're the worst. <laughs> Just, You're not going to rush out and buy anything else? Uh, <laughs> you used that one last time. You used yeah, both I of those did. last time. <laughs> I'm a, I, I hate my life. Um, 
All right. Um, but that's really all I've been listening to as far as like books and, and, and slash reading. And it's uh, cool. Um, you know what we didn't do is talk what about like do? our personal challenges. Yeah. The, but I don't, I don't think either one of us have been like super great about no. that. No, um, <laughs> so I was just thinking about that. One. I was like, Ooh, oh, yeah. Yuck. Um, it's been quite a challenge to keep up with. Yeah. But uh, as far as watching, uh, just really, uh, you know, watch some like Christmas movie stuff. Like my parents mm-hmm. came in the other oh, yeah. weekend. So we watched some like Christmas movie stuff with them. Um, been watching One Piece still. Sweet. I'm uh, on the Drum Island arc. Um, okay. Uh, and then there's a show that is on Hulu called, I, I want to say Abbott Elementary. Um, okay. And it's kind of like an office, an office, uh, just, it's an office-like, <laughs> yes. um, mm-hmm. which is like, it's kind of office-esque. It's kind of mm-hmm. in that vein, like the office, like Parks and Rec, like all that stuff where it's sort of a, like a kind of a mockumentary, but it takes place in a school in Philly. Um, oh, nice. A public school in Philly. And it's, it's really kind of cute. Uh, and it's, is it a little whatever? Yeah, but we've mm. watched it's it's on a second season, and Megan and I sat down the other night, and we just turned it on, and we watched the first season, and we've sort of been. Uh, I think we're caught up in the second season. It's fun. It's it's Sweet. got like you know those shows really just require like a good ensemble. That's that like they require yeah. like a good yeah. cast, um, and they've got some interesting sort of like chemistry on screen. I like it. Um, nice. But it's like I said, it's if you like The Office, if you like Parks and Rec, this is kind of like in that vein. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really as far as watching. That's that's it. Uh, as far as playing, it's really been only sort of like two things. Uh, I continue to play Marvel Snap because it is the okay. it is the thing that just I do when I'm not doing other things. Um, yep. My life, my life happens in like you know three minute, you know <laughs> sessions of Marvel Snap. Um, mm-hmm. uh, n- no, it's not, but it's it, it's it's Marvel Snap. It's great. It's fun. Yeah, I I still have fun with it. Um, and then uh, I I rolled credits on God of War Ragnarok today, and yeah. what I will say is that it. Uh, you know, as this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's probably my favorite thing I played all year. It's probably one of Ooh. my favorite things I've played in a long time, period. And okay. I, this may sort of sound like, and it could be recency bias, it could be whatever, but I I can definitely see where there's some criticism about pacing issues, etc. In, in in the game and where people were frustrated with that. What I would also say is, like, uh, frankly, I think the overarching narrative and the storytelling and the character development is top shelf. And so, I, if if the plot lags in a few spots, and and the the plot, mm-hmm. what I will say too is, like, I don't think there are like any major curveballs, but it was immensely satisfying to get. Like, there were a few. Okay. There were, especially towards the end, there were a few sort of like, like, oh, I didn't see that coming, 
that's cute. Like, or that not not, not even that's cute, but like, it's interesting. <laughs> Never heard anyone uh, uh, describe the game as cute, but okay. Uh, no, I mean, but you know, <laughs> I mean, what I meant to say is like that's interesting right. or whatever. Yeah, but, I'm kidding. Um, but no, yeah, it, it was that sort of that knee jerk reaction. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> um, but it's it's Crazy. solid writing. He's known for his cuteness. I just think like it is one of the best stories in gaming that I've experienced in a long time. Um, this, I know this game itself, or combined with the one before it. I think when you take both of them together, it's a really, it's a really great redemption story, and then sort of like just the the father and son dynamic between Atreus and mm-hmm. uh, Kratos, and just just everything. Like, man, I don't know the the people who are sort of like pooping all over it or being like, oh, it's fine, it's it's good, mm-hmm. it's just not. I'm like, ah, I think that's a bit of a, a jaded sort of cynical take. And again, it's not to say that there isn't criticisms because like, I, I honestly do feel like it should have been two games. Um, okay. Playing through it. I was like, Oh yeah, they, they probably should have like cut things off at this point and then just started like hmm. doing a, a third game. But I, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the resolution. Now I haven't done the platinum. So there's, there is a post game. Okay. There's some post game stuff. Um, and I haven't gotten the platinum stuff done yet. So I mean maybe but it's like the the uh, the actual just sort of like the encapsulation of the game is very very good. Um it's firmly sort of like in that must play sort of like nine territory for me. I okay. don't I okay. don't yeah. think uh, honestly even even with sort of some of the 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 plot the the pacing issues in the game mm-hmm. I don't see it. I I I very I feel like it's a nine. I think and you know, Mike and I have sort of been texting back and forth a little bit, and you know, okay. and he and I will probably have some conversations about it at some point. Mm. Um, it's just overall, like, and and this is the thing that Sony does, right? There's overall they make sort of like some of the best like game experiences in the market, and this is just another sort of entry into that. You know, it's just like I think Same. it's very good. Yes, yeah. maybe maybe it's not as gamey as some people would like. Maybe maybe people want hmm. it to be a little more like sort of video game ish. Uh, okay, you know, because I've heard like, well, you know, if you could fight more, if the combat was whatever, and they like they want it to be a little more arcadey, a little more whatever. And I, what I just, I mean, yeah, there there are parts that like I don't like, but overall, mm-hmm. I just like it's been one of my favorite things I've played in a long time. I just, nice. I really like it. And again, it's completely subjective. So, um, sure. Would you? Do you like it more than the than the? Uh, I was going to say the first one, the previous one. Um, I mean, yeah, cool. Uh, I, cool. I think it is more than just more of God of War. Okay, um, nice. But it does take a while to get to that point. It's, okay, it's got better combat. Um, and it, it's it. It's a little slow. There's a lot of really interesting arenas and and zones to sort of explore. Eventually, it just it does take a little too long to get to some of the the stuff that you would want it to. And I and I think that's tied to the fact that like gotcha. there's just some pacing issues, and it probably should have been two games. Like yeah, you yeah. you know they the short version is they put in a whole bunch of like territories and zones and stuff like that. 
And I think that sort of blew everything out of proportion. And then you, you have to find mm-hmm. a way to sort of get everybody through that in a way that sort of doesn't feel overwhelming um, to, to sort of approach all that content. And I think, like I said, the, the solution to me would have been like, yeah, just like open up like two or th- these two or three zones in addition to the, the ones that you had last time and then sort of just build on that. But gotcha. That's well, cool. That's, but I, yeah, I think it's great game, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that I did beat it sort of leads us into the next bit. My beat down score nice. uh, as nice. it stands so far. And there's a little bit of time left in the year. So I could mm-hmm. potentially sort of bring it down another point or two, depending on sort of like the time that I have. Um, but right now I'm saying it in negative five, which isn't bad. Um, yeah. It is not where I wanted it to be, but mm. I, I, I feel like w- fairly justified in some things like, you know, it's that uh, with the, the arrival of my son and everything else, it's oh, yeah. sort of yeah. kind of like put a damper on some of that. Um, not entirely, but, it did put a damper on some of it. So, (laughs) you know, I basically, and and so the ways since the last update or whatever, um, I did take a point for, uh, abandoning Baldur's Gate two. Um, if I Mm -hmm. ever do go back to it in some way, shape or form, I just won't take any points for it because I've already technically abandoned it. Um, Mm -hmm. that's, that's how that will work. But then, I did pick up, uh, there's a little sort of like, uh, sort of an SNES era JRPG, like a Pixar JRPG that's sort of making the rounds right now called Chained Echoes. And it's a bit of a love letter yeah. to like that, that 90s era JRPG. Um, it's like one of those games. That's one of those games that, man, like, I'm mad at you, dude. You should have told me about that so I could have put it in my roster, you jerk. You are going to be able we to put it be in. Fighting, we wouldn't be fighting for third place. I might place be fighting right for like second or first. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah. The worst. You could have changed everything. But- this is the darkest <laughs> timeline. It's the worst. Um, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I picked up Chain Echoes. I haven't played mm-hmm. it yet, but it's it's one of those things like I, I want to get to it next year. Um, yeah. It's it, It's kind of... It's it's fairly high up on my list of priorities to sort of deal with or to not do, but to to get around to next year, yeah. uh, and then beating God of War puts me back down. So mm-hmm. it's I went down, went back up, went back down. So I'm at negative gotcha. five for the year so far, with four days left in the season. But speaking of the backlog beatdown, um, the GG app is the official app of the backlog beatdown. Um, That's right. So. And and th- this meta that we've been running that was actually based off of backlog golf from years and years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But the GG app, uh, it's developed by our friend Charles Watson. He actually just sent me a message. Uh, he's I think he's going to be doing backlog golf uh, in his Discord server. So nice, um, nice, yeah, way to go. Get after it. Um, Knock it out. I think you, you might need to change some of those rules, Charles. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, we 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 definitely felt like we needed to, but uh, <laughs> anyways, getting back to GG, it's a letterbox style app for your video game collection. You can do custom lists, you can rate and review games, you can build a wish list. Um, there's all sorts of different like status updates kind of thing. It's it's a you know uh, I what's the uh, the book app? It's like Red Shell Goodreads. Goodreads. It's like 
Goodreads for your video games, but doesn't suck. Um, again, the the letterbox thing. Um, but you mm-hmm. can do. There's a whole bevy of features that are available on sort of like the 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 free model. But there's also, if you're interested, he does have sort of a a premium tier. I think it's called the elite tier. It's five bucks a month or fifty dollars a year, and that you get early access to to new builds that he's sort of like playing around with you have a unique role in his discord server and he interacts with those people a lot more uh, and he takes feedback from those people like sort of prioritizes feedback from those people um it's it's a great app we we really like it we're really glad that charles is sort of like you know able to sort of uh do this thing and we'd really encourage you guys to check that out you know at least the free version and if you like what he's doing there yeah throw him a couple bucks a month yeah, well, like five bucks a month at least. Um, but <laughs> add the, you know, in other things that we hope that you would, you know, want to throw money at, it's us. All right. And you're saying, like, guys, what do you need money for? Well, we don't need money, but it does make things <laughs> a little bit easier. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we do have some production costs. It lets us sort of buy new equipment and it lets us occasionally sort of buy games uh, that, that are patrons pick for us. And so, you know, it's like one of those things that, um, we, we try to be wise and, you know, it, it helps us to sort of grow the podcast a little bit, but uh, mm-hmm. look at it as a bit of a tip jar. And if you've done the, 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 you've given us a, a rating and a review on the podcast podcatcher of your choice, and you've done the sharing and the caring, you've made your grandma down, download our, our uh, show, which uh, that's mm-hmm. your terrible grandchild. And you should feel bad for subjecting your elders to that kind of abuse. Um, <laughs> but if you've done all those things and you want to go a little bit above and beyond, we do have a Patreon. Um, and and there are some perks there as well. You get early and uncut access to each and every episode. Uh, so there's lots of stuff where I sound especially stupid and Josh edits that out in post. Um, <laughs> that's a good edit out. In, in that version, you get to listen to me just go, you know, and be, be an idiot. Um But there's also a video feed for people who are interested in, in that. There's a, we talked about it a little bit earlier uh sometimes our patrons actually get to nominate games or topics for us to you know do an episode on and they can join us for that episode um you know we just did one with Baldur's gate 2 uh friend mm-hmm. uh, our friend and patron paul uh wes wes ray did uh mother three this year the turkey uh trash turkey gave us river city ransom um yeah and so there's there are some additional sort of burks that uh burks and again name talk pretty someday <laughs> um but yeah and uh you just have a little more access to josh and i uh there's a unique role in our discord server and uh yeah you can, it's a you know we sort of do prioritize those interactions well a little bit like a little bit just just a just the teensiest bit yeah um, yeah you know, you give us money, we like you. Yeah, you give us money, and we so like good. you. So that's, that's how that works. Um, and other things that we hope you you like and check out, right? Um, you know, we are friends with the artist currently known as the techno funk boy Paul Lytle and Wesley Ray, Mister Hen- the Mister the Mister Henshin Dad himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we're not just friends; we we're actually sort of like partners in a way. Like we're all members of the Playwell Network, a, a podcast network dedicated to well helping people to play well. You know, we just want to be a little more intentional about the media that we consume, how we interact with entertainment and uh, games, and just 
media in general. And so we like mm-hmm. Wes, we like Paul, and we like the things that they're doing and the things that they're saying there. And we'd really encourage you guys to check them out. And all that being said, here's a word from one of them. Hey there, I'm Wes, and I run the Henshin Dab Podcast. If you don't know what that is, well, it's a one-man show where I talk about all the things that you need to know about the tokusatsu genre from Japan. If you've seen shows like Power Rangers and Ultraman, then you've seen tokusatsu. And I just happen to think those types of shows are pretty cool. So come on over and take a listen as I discuss all the current and retro happenings in the genre. You can find it over at anchor.fm forward slash henshindad. I'll see you there, and don't forget, henshin a go-go, baby! And we're back. Um, So today, talking a little bit, looking uh, back at 2022, Mm. and we we do this pretty much every year, and then looking ahead into 2023. That's right. And uh, just some of the criteria, we're going to be talking about some of the best and the worst games that we played this year. Mm. Uh you know, we're going to do a little bit of a beat down wrap up for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we are going to try and towards like the 30th or the 31st, I think we're going to actually try to work in an actual, so like, Hey, this is where we ended. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for all of that. And then do a little bit uh, of just a review of the beat down rules. So that, that is coming. Um, here imminently um true. you know well probably like next week or whatever <laughs> from the time you hear this um so we're going to be doing that a little bit of beat down wrap up we'll talk about our acquisitions uh and and then we're gonna you know like we as we are want to do we're going to do a little bit of a look ahead stuff that we're looking forward to getting into next year mm-hmm. games that are potentially coming out next year that we're sort of like interested in you know we're just potential goals uh for whether it's a sort of in the personal challenge front yeah. or if it is more just oriented towards uh, sort of like uh you know backlog goals um mm-hmm. and all that being said let's just sort of let's just sort of kick it off um so the awesome. best and worst of this last year josh yeah. uh, as far as what we've played um now earlier you said that you hadn't thought about this at all Mm-mm. And think uh, you know prior to this, and then you were thinking about it today, and you said that you you had a pick that you think might surprise me, yes, because it surprised you apparently, yes. Um, I'm it might consider my curiosity peaked. I, what 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 was this? So at the time that I played it, it was it was I really enjoyed it. We talked about it on the podcast multiple times. Um, but I didn't. It didn't strike me until I was going over all the games that I played this year. In, in what kind of rose to the top. Because I did play, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, I hadn't played any 2022 games, so it's not mm-hmm. surprising in that sense of like, oh, you know, this this underrated game. Because it's not. It's really not an underrated game at all. It just it just surprised me. So so some of the the top games, as I was whittling down the list of games that I have played this year, Final Fantasy IX rises to the top of like, okay, yeah, this it's better than I remember. Yeah. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven is fantastic. <laughs> it's another one that, like, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be good, and it was even better. Pretty much same thing with Hades. Okay, is another one. Astral Chain was really good. As I'm looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, it, it just continued to get better and better. Ori in the Blind Forest, Mother Three, um, and even Xenoblade Two. And again, that's one that's kind of hard to recommend, 
um, but I really enjoyed my time with it. So those were some of my favorites out of all of them, but really taking a look at the list and just going by purely like, okay, what out of all those games, what do I want to replay the most? Like I look at those and what would I want to pop in? That's kind of my criteria of like, what's the best? It has to be Hades. Like I, I think that one is Dude. really <laughs> the one yes. that, that came through. I think Dragon Quest Eleven is a very close second um, because I mm-hmm. think it's 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 just it's a great game and it's one that I would recommend to pretty much anyone who enjoys JRPGs. But there is a level to Hades where you can like. I feel like I could jump in again tonight after this recording and enjoy mm-hmm. it just as much. So there's there's I, an element of like pick up and play uh, or just like continue to play. Like even without an end goal of just like, no, I just want to do another run. Like, let's just have fun yeah, with it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah I'm speaking your uh, language dude, here. I'm <laughs> so glad you're on this. I'm, I'm actually like, so the, the reveal of the Hades 2 trailer yeah. at the Game Awards. Yeah dude has me like i think next year i'm going to do the a platinum run on hades okay i i I think next year i'm just going to build some time in like that's going to be something that i whittle away at all year long Mm -hmm. i love that game so much like because it's it's like you say i could just drop in do a few runs Mm -hmm. it's like the story is kind of fun. The cast of characters yeah. is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. The action is super tight. The runs are just like, it, it really is like, I would say like the, the story and the characters, right. Are sort of like the weakest part of a very strong game overall. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just me. Like mm-hmm. the whole like weird, like dating sim relationship sort of thing mm-hmm. is like, it's not awesome in my opinion but Mm -hmm. it's it's still enjoyable there's like all this stuff to sort of like dig through and sort of uncover and and the way that they sort of trickle feed that story and then do but like that you have that really just fantastic gameplay loop Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. just the music is so good yeah yeah oh man Mm -hmm. i love that game and i i kind of miss it so like hearing that it was your favorite game this year that dude it surprised me too, because again, I played some really big JRPGs and again, games that I really, that I love. And again, Dragon Quest Eleven is like right up there. It's right, mm-hmm. it's right there. It's It was simply just that like, as I was looking, I feel like Hades is one that I can continue to return to. You know, now that I have that distance from it, I feel like it's one that I could go back. You know, I say I could play right after this, but I'm saying like for the long term, it's just going to be one. You know, I kind of feel similar to something like Hollow Knight, and I'm not saying it's as great as Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight's great also. Mm. It's in different ways. I think ways, they're but- sort of, I think they're in like similar tiers. Yeah. yeah. You know, both- they're both like S tier games yes. in my opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Anyways. Yeah, that, that's just, that's where, again, it surprised me <laughs> as, as someone mm. who who loves his JRPGs of just like, no, you know, I, I think I'm going to, and, and part of it too, I know this is weird to say, but is like how I played it because I mostly played it on the elliptical, but it was perfect for that jolt of energy. I wake up in the morning and I want to play it and it gives me energy while I'm exerting energy. So it's, it's, so it was just like this perfect time to play it also, um, you know, physically moving my body while playing mm-hmm. it. Like I got, and you know, and then no one else was downstairs because it was early in the morning, but you could just, 
I was going harder at the elliptical whenever I was playing it, you know, because you get especially at yeah. boss runs and stuff like that. So no, so it was a good time. I but yeah, that's got to be the my favorite game that I played this year was Hades. So dude, I know it's like two I'm so years pumped, late, man. but still. No, nah, dude. I mean, like, I remember when I brought that to the table and I was like, no, I think this belongs in like the top 10. Yeah. You know, potentially. And it's like, now I get I it. I just think it's a great game. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, and, 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 well, and like I said, when I saw the Hades 2 trailer, I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, I am, I am in there for that. Even though it's sort of like a weird bit of departure for Supergiant. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, it's like their first ever sequel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, they made like a bajillion dollars off it. Yeah. Um, and they find and for them. Th- that game like so well. Mm-hmm. So like it, it, it makes sense that you do another one. I just think that the title is hilarious. Hades two. It's like the, I don't know. It, it, Hades it's just harder. so funny to me. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, cause Hades it's hell, hell two. You know? <laughs> Hades two. <laughs> You know, or you know, yeah, another layer. You know, just it's just, I just think it's funny. Another Hades. Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah, no, I I get it. It's hey, video game naming conventions right. leave a lot to be desired. <laughs> They've never um, been great. So, right. <laughs> oh my god. It's uh, how about you? What what was your favorite of the year? Well. You 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 rattled off some that like I really I played I feel like I played a lot of really great stuff like mm-hmm. the going back to nine yeah really yeah. enjoyed the, the the replay there I played Voice of Cards this year which was yeah. sort of interesting it's like a very mm-hmm. mid, middling game but I like the concept uh, Neo two outstanding yeah uh, all that mm-hmm. DLC had a lot of fun with that uh, co oping that with Deuce and Parker and mm-hmm. then you know I would solo a bunch of stuff either uh, or as well. Um, kind of looking through here. Dragon Quest Eleven, the mm. definitive edition. I I like that so much. I got the plat this year. That was definitely a contender yeah. for favorite game of the year. Uh, I really do love my time with that. Mm. I played Solar Ash this year, which was like one of those games yeah. that uh, by the 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 people that brought us uh, Hyper Hyperlight Drifter. Mm-hmm. Really like that. The it was sort of a weird mashup. Uh, it was kind of like I I really enjoyed that, but. Mother three, obviously, mm-hmm. that was a you know you mentioned that that was a good one. Um, Destiny, this was the year that I got into Destiny two, yeah. which I I really love Destiny Destiny two now. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of kicking myself for not getting into it earlier, um, but I probably also there was probably years of actual like me being productive <laughs> would have just been leached <laughs> off of me. Um, so. Uh, you know, and and even going back to playing Alan Wake Remastered, really mm-hmm. had a good time with that. Um, oh, I, I said this before. Uh, I played God of War Ragnarok, and uh, it's my favorite game, easily, like okay. by 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 a wide margin this year. Um, okay. You know, I said it when we were talking, sort of doing the the backlog report. Um, I do fall in the camp that this falls, this game falls very firmly into nine territory for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are some pacing issues, but like, I really just, and, and again, the, the story doesn't, there aren't like a lot of like twists and turns or like big surprises. Okay. Um, to me, everything feels very earned for the most part. And again, it's all subjective. It's all like, you know, this is my take, but it's like my favorite game that I played this year was God of War Ragnarok. I nice. I knew I, it was like one of those things like I knew I was going to like it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. But 
to sort of enjoy the ride as much as I have. Um, and dude, that ending, that ending is so bombastic and crazy. Um, okay. In my opinion, like those last couple, the, the last couple of fights are just like insane and just so much fun, like just absolute spectacles. Um, and I really had a great time with that. I, I would um, hope so since it's called Ragnarok. Like that's just part of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, yeah. Uh, I, I really, really, uh, enjoyed my time with that game. Like, you know, Sweet. so much so that like I'm, I'm going back and I'm going to like do all the post game content and probably get the platinum for it. So God of War Ragnarok sort of, and again, by a, by a fairly stiff margin yeah. is my, it's my game of the year. I mean, and I've even sort of like, I really like God of War 2018. It's like one of my favorite games from last gen. And I think uh, God of War 28 or God of War Ragnarok sort of is a really worthwhile successor to that, in my opinion. Awesome. So. Awesome. Nice. If you were to go for a runner up, I know uh, maybe mm-hmm. not prepared, but what do you think you'd go for? Mm, let me look at my list here. It might be Destiny 2, honestly. Okay. Wow. Um, I really, it, it's, it's sort of a, a coin flip between Destiny 2 and Dragon Quest 11. Um, cool. I really love the gameplay loop. Like Destiny 2 has a really like just like tight loop where it's like, you know, you do like the the the, the instance or the dungeon or whatever. It's like, man, it just feels good like to sort of like learn the patterns and it's it's, it's solid gunplay. Yeah. And just like uh, it's it's nice. a really it's it's kind of got that like it's just got the good the good loop. So Yeah, for sure. Um Awesome. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, probably toss up between Dragon Quest Eleven or Destiny Two. Mm-hmm. Like it's those 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 two would probably be like fighting it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But nice. What about what about uh your the worst game that you played this year? Okay. So, so the- I mean, mine's easy. Okay. Like I lo- I looked at my list and there was like I was like uh and I was like oh no it was obviously this thing definitely but, well, Magic the Gathering um no I'm kidding uh, <laughs> no no it I mean probably should have been and raving <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I still I'm kidding. I still love that game even though it's like it's an abusive relationship yes um yeah um th- this is always a difficult category for me because okay our podcast is a backlog breakdown so i have a huge backlog of games so i generally do some research before i just jump into a game especially now that we have the beat down in place it's like i want to spend my time on good games and so i i for the most part i check out games that i really you know want to play and and want to enjoy so with that caveat out of the way that I, I really don't play garbage games, uh, <laughs> um, the worst for me- At least not on purpose. Right, right, yeah. So I played through some of the games on the, um, the Kunio Kun and Double Dragon um, compilation. And so one that came to mind was the soccer game, Niketsu Soccer. It really does not hold up. It's, it's not a good game. Like it's- it's okay. Like it was, it was enjoyable, but at the same time, it's like stupid difficult. And so I was using save states in order to get through it. Um, cause it, yeah, it's not a good game. So that one's up there for worst. But really, when I took a look, you know, when I really considered the entire list, the game that rose to the bottom, rose to the bottom, 
is that how this works? Um, <laughs> plunge to the depths. Sunk. Plunge the depths. Yes. I don't know. I have to give it to Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Edition or Puzzle and Dragon mm. Z Super Mario Edition because this game does not uh, does not um, respect your time at all. Like it requires you to do the, the grinding in order to get through certain things, and it is it is a dumb game that I really enjoyed. <laughs> so if I didn't enjoy it, I would not have pushed through. But it hooked me. It got it got its mm-hmm. hooks in me, and and so I really liked it. So it's almost like guilty pleasure material, you know. It's or I say that I'm not. I don't feel guilty for playing it. I just cannot recommend it to anyone because it's a stupid game. <laughs> but I so it's really not, it's not it. like outright. You don't despise the game or hate no, it. You're not just at like, all. Yeah, it's it's just like this is very oddly like my thing, and I'm into it. Mm-hmm. And like other people who might be into this, yeah, I can get it. Yeah, but yeah, and you probably should not be into it. You probably should not get it (laughs) because it's yeah, it doesn't respect your time. Uh, It requires a grind in a puzzle game, which is weird. So um, yeah, while I can't, I can't recommend it. I really, I enjoyed my time with it. It, It's and it's stupid long. I say, I want to say I put in at least twenty hours into the game in order to finish it, which is again very dumb for a puzzle game, a puzzle RPG kind of game. Uh, so it's not a good game, which is why it is the, probably the worst game that I played. But I enjoyed my time with it, so mm. that's what I got. Which I I don't know if I could say I enjoyed my time with this game. Okay, but it was an experience. Um, <laughs> I did play it. <laughs> I did I play it. My name is Mayo. Oh man. I yeah. What what I will say about that game is that it is clever. Okay. Um because like it is really just tap X or whatever. Yeah. And you tap X so many times and it sort of unlocks things. Okay. Um and it, but there are these like weird and quirky little vignettes and it will change the way that the mayo jar looks and all this other stuff. <laughs> um but it's not a good game, yeah. Uh, it because it's you're just tapping X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know why people play games like that. <laughs> well, no, we all know why. They want well, to platinum. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, I guess I just look at it and it's like I I got the platinum because I was like, if I'm going to invest any amount of time in this, I'm I'm taking it for all it's worth. But uh, yeah, it was exactly. not a really. It was not a really good game, and. I was so sort of put off by it that like, I'm like, I will never touch another one of these games. Um, like just no, no, thank you. It's, it's just, it's not very good. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I appreciate sort of like the, the clever little like hooks that they throw in there. I'm just like, it's, it's still not very good. It's like, this is a dumb press X game. Like, yeah. No, thank you. It's no candy box too. That's for sure. No. Oh, dude, there's a game I need to get back into. Uh, but every time I need, I need to get into that game when I have a, a, a PC or a laptop I can trust mm, or just yep. run it in the background. Yeah. Um, let's, let's just sort of take a couple minutes here and go through our acquisitions mm-hmm. and sort of all the, 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 and, and our acquisitions, the games we played and just sort of talk about all the points and stuff that, um, and sort of the way that that, 
broke down. Uh, I'll go first this time. Yep. You know, so as far as acquisitions, so I started out pretty, and there was a lot of stuff uh, early on that I was using like gift cards Mm -hmm. and or like gift money that I had received. Uh, So I ended up picking Clubhouse Games up for a point, Eastward for a point, uh, a lot of Switch stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Tales, which I think I got on yeah. on PlayStation, and th- those were all gifted. Uh, I got uh, spent a little bit more of the, the sort of gift card, sort of fun money or gift money. Gets uh, Getsu Fumiden, which is sort of a roguelike thing, platformy thing. Yeah, very. I really like the very. I like the the visual style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I used some that that was also gifted, and it just the only reason like I'm I'm sort of keeping these like separate as gifted is if I played any of these, I don't have to take a point. Like whereas right. with a straight purchase, if you buy it, you have to play, and you play it, you have to take an additional point. Uh, Dying Light Two, that was a straight purchase uh, for twenty five bucks, um, but. I'm probably not gonna. I'm probably gonna get into that next year with Parker and Deuce at some point in time. Gotcha. Um, the Ascent, I used gift money for that. Uh, Quake, I purchased that for five bucks because um, it's got co-op and it's Quake, dude. Quake's awesome. Yeah. Um, unpacking, I picked that up. Um, that was just a straight purchase for another positive point. Worse than death, which is sort of a, a little. Um, and so far, all of these have been plus one points. Um, mm-hmm. I will. So it's like a weird kind of like like indie sort of game uh, where you're just running away from some sort of monster or something. It looks like it might just be like a fun little quick burn on Halloween or in October or something like that. I picked up and I started playing the uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Uh, so that gives me plus two points there. And then Toe Jam and Earl, uh, back in the groove, picked that up uh, for a couple bucks. Okay. So that gives me a point. Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe Edition, I ended up picking that up for the podcast. So I take mm-hmm. zero points on that. But that also means that when I do play it, I'm also not able to score any points on it. Yeah. Um, so picked up God Eater 3 this year. Hmm. Um for another positive, uh, the Portal Companion Collection. Again, that was a podcast purchase, so no points taken. And when I played Portal, no points. I couldn't actually score any points on that either. Mm. So Valkyrie Elysium, which uh, I spent a chunk of money on that because I bought it digitally and physically. and uh, But take a point for that. Because uh, mm. all, all I did was I played the demo and then I made sure that the demo sort of was like kicked over into the, the actual game proper for, I, I fully intended to play this game. Uh, and I still will because I'm going to get my money out of it. Um, <laughs> but I'm also not expecting it to be very good. I picked up code vein, uh, destiny Two, uh, the legacy collection, which was sort of a DLC pack that had, uh, so, some of the, the, the content in it. Um, I I mm-hmm. picked that up and I, I I did play through that. Ended up beating um, one of the 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 DLC sections. Pombarian, which was that okay. chess roguelike thing that I was playing for a little bit, I picked that up and then I threw them five bucks to unlock like their sort of premium version or whatever. Okay, um, so I took plus two on that. Destiny Two Witch Queen, I picked that up. Haven't played it yet. I will at some point in time. Her story. I picked that up hmm. on my phone for a couple bucks. Uh, inscription, 
again, pick that up. I used uh, gift cards and sort of fun, like uh, gift money kind of stuff to pick up God of War Ragnarok. So I didn't, I played that, but did not have to take the, like if I had purchased it. Yeah. Okay. So I just took plus one on that. Shatter Remastered, which was basically me just buying a version of a game that I already owned yeah. uh, so that I could play it. So we we talked about that in the Discord. I take no points for that. Uh, Chained Echoes, I take mm-hmm. a point for that. Mm-hmm. And then Destiny 2 Lightfall, um, I picked that up. And so with all of my acquisitions, that's I'm at a positive 25 with all of my mm. acquisitions. Then as far as like the beatdown stuff goes, um, I played through and platinum the Sexy Brutale, which was a, that was actually like sort of a really interesting one to kick off the the year on. It, it was a fun point and click adventure-ish kind of game. Yeah. Um, really do, I do recommend that one. That was sort of a, okay. a bit of an outlier where I was like, it's, it's not too long. Um, and it's really sort of these interesting little like sort of like puzzle sequences. It's all about like sort of getting to know the routines of the different people in the house. Um, gotcha. Did uh, so that's a negative two. Uh, replayed Final Fantasy Nine. Used my replay sort of for that. So took a negative one on that. Uh, played River City Ransom for uh, the episode with the trash turkey. I have beaten that several times, uh, and that was a podcast sort of thing. So uh, no points taken on that one. Uh, or no points awarded on that one. I played through Voice of Cards, mm-hmm. which again I enjoyed my time with that. It's it's middling, but it's like an interesting idea. I've heard that the most recent one, I think Beasts of Burden or something, is supposed to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, negative one for that. Uh, beat Neo two, um, and because that on how long to beat that's the main story campaign is is clocks in at over thirty five hours. Mm-hmm. That's a negative two. Then I went on to be all of the DLC for uh, Neo 2. So that's the the Tengu's Disciple, Darkness in the Capital, and the First Samurai. Negative one for each one of those. I played through the Division 2 Warlords, Warlords of New York expansion. Uh, that's a negative one. I platinum, my name is Mayo. So I take a negative two. Mm-hmm. I hate everything about that. Um, <laughs> I platinumed... Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive ed- Edition, mm-hmm. and that's an interesting one because that was a platinum. I did get the platinum for that, but it mm-hmm. also gets the long play bonus because right. the main story is over thirty five hours. So that was a negative three for that. Nice. Uh, I beat Solar Ash. I do. I might go back and try to get the platinum for that at some point in time, mm. but I don't know because okay. it does involve like these sort of like speed run kind of thing. Okay, and I'm I'm not big on speed runs as a general rule. Yeah, but uh. Ended up playing through Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, so there's nice. a negative one there. Into the Breach, I finally beat that oh. this year. Um, this sort of rolled credits on the the story mode, which doesn't mean anything because you just go back and you just play it all over again. <laughs> um, the Artful Escape, and this was a bit of an interesting one. Oh. It was available to me on PS Plus Extra, okay. so I can't take a point for beating it, gotcha. but I did platinum it, and so I got a negative one. Gotcha. Um, the Monster Hunter World, the long game bonus on that. Finally beat that this year with Parker and Deuce, negative two. Nice. Mother three for a negative one. Played Portal this year uh, because it was a podcast game and we you know, bought it for the podcast. Didn't take any points for the purchase. Also, uh, don't take any points for beating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I beat Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, and Platinum Days. So there's there's mm-hmm. a negative too. Um, I ended up beating Destiny 2's Beyond Light campaign. So there's a negative one. Alan Wake Remastered took a negative one for that because I beat the the base game and the additional content. Mm-hmm. Um, I played through and Platinum A Wolf Among Us, which mm. that typically, that would have been like, that's like top three. Like yeah. in a year where I didn't play God of War Ragnarok and it was like between Destiny and Dragon Quest XI, A Wolf Among Us would have been like in that that slot right below it. Mm. Um, really enjoyed wow. that, that, that sort of, just the interesting take there. Nice. So, uh, a Wolf Among Us uh, got the platinum for that and beat it, so it's a negative two, and then just beat God of War Ragnarok. So looking at all of that, 28, 29, unless my math is wrong. So that's telling me that I'm at negative four. Hmm. I'll, I'll double check my math later. Okay. So, nice. But yeah, so I'm negative four, negative five-ish yeah. in that ballpark. Yeah. I mean, dude, honestly, when you listed off your acquisitions and you were at like positive 25, I'm like, wow, that's, I'm surprised that you can end in the positive or excuse me, end in the negative with, with this year. It was, it was the, 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 the platinums and the long game bonuses kind of saved me. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. But, but yeah, so that's, like I said, ending sort of in that slightly negative, I'm like, I'd like to, I think just next year, I'd like to really just hit like negative 10. Mm-hmm. And yep. Cause like, listen, the the thing is like the long game bonus is nice and the platinum is nice, but it's also like, like I think when you look at the actual number of like acquisitions versus like games I played, it's about the same. So I had as much, com- I have as much coming in as I have going out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I was doing pretty good there for a while. And then mm-hmm. I think what happened is like sort of like Destiny 2 sort of cracked open the seal for me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to lose my mind. But um, how about you, man? <laughs> like what was your acquisitions and your you know, like playthrough kind of look like? Okay. Um, so my acquisitions, uh, it's pretty low this year. Like I said, again, like no 2022 games. Um, and so I have to say that the beatdown has really helped me in this area. Because normally there there are a handful of games that came out this year that I would have already picked up by now if it weren't for games in my backlog that are just nagging at me that need to be played. So something like Elden Ring I would have picked up, Triangle Strategy, um, maybe God of War, I don't know, depending on how the, how the year looks. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, dude. Yes, Xenoblade 3, definitely. That, that's on my short list, um, especially after enjoying the, the second one. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's even Live Alive, you know, something like that, where... Um, I, oh, that's definitely, like, on my radar for a pickup next year. Yeah, yeah, and probably even Soul Hackers, too, you know, just because I like mm. Shin Megami Tensei, and that has, you know, the, there's some relation there. I played the, I guess, the first one, <laughs> even though one that came out in the 90s, I think, 90s? Anyways, regardless, and I, di- I don't have any of those pickups. Now, that said, there is one game that came out in 2022 that I did pick up um, that, that was not on my shortlist. It was just on a really good sale, so... Anyways, my acquisitions are pretty low. I was doing really well until like the last couple of months. Um, but it's it's at a total of positive eight. So the games that I picked up this year, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And I, I think I remember last year even saying that I was probably going to buy it this year. 
Well, I did it. I bought that game. Nino Kuni 2 was just super cheap on Switch. I think I paid like 10 bucks for it. So I was like, I've heard it's really so good. Yeah. Your version of Scott Pilgrim, when, mm-hmm. what, what platform did you buy that for? Switch. Cool. Um, I also, that's I, I have it for Switch okay. and PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I definitely want, like, I want to get through that at some point. Sweet. So. Yes. Let's team up and do it. We need yeah. to do that. And rope in, um, I can't think of it. Oh, uh, Jake. Jake. There you go. Rope Jake in because mm-hmm. he, he was also the one who was telling me that it was on sale. When I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's go for it. So it, it'll be good times. Yeah, let's let's do that because yeah. I want to play through it. Um, so Scott Pilgrim, Nino Kuni 2. I also, this is kind of funny. You would think, I would I would think I would have an avalanche of games because of this. This year I picked up an Xbox One. So mm. uh, I, I did pick up the Halo Master Chief collection because it's super cheap and you get so many games. So I'm looking forward to digging into that next year. But Master Chief Collection. And then here recently, I picked up uh, Ace Attorney Apollo Justice. Again, super cheap, five bucks. Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. Oh my gosh, loved the previous one, Drum and Fun. And so I'm looking forward to playing through that one. Here's the 2022 game. Is Oh, I guess Taiko no Tatsujin is, isn't it? I think it came out this year. I could be wrong. Anyways, mm. Scarlet Nexus. Scarlet Nexus was okay. $8 on Xbox yeah. One for a physical for a physical game. So that was kind of a no brainer. It was on my list of like, this game looks really good, but not like I need it now, but it was $8. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that's like one of those things is like, if if you're even like remotely interested. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like, that's a price point that's hard to argue with. Yes. Yes. Like disc from Amazon brand new, not even (laughs) pre-owned. So I did, I did bite on that one. Monster Hunter Rise picked up that on Switch mm-hmm. and then was gifted Vampire Survivors. So that's a total of eight games for for a plus eight for the year. Um, and then for the games that I finished, uh, let's see, got Battle Chef Brigade at the beginning of the year, uh, Final Fantasy mm. IX, which like you, I decided to take my uh, replay on. So I did take a point for that one. That was a good time. Uh, River City Ransom, A Plague Tale Innocence. Pokemon Sword, Dragon Quest XI S. Got two points for that one because of the long game bonus. Um, Puzzle and Dragon Super Mario Edition. Hades, Mega Man 11, Super Dodgeball, Astral Chain, uh, Niketsu Koko Dodgeball Boo MD Soccer Hen. That's just the soccer game on the Kunio Kun collection. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, this is another Niketsu game, another Kunio-kun game. Downtown special Kunio-kun no Jidaigeki Daio Zenin Shugo. Um, I think that is the, I think that's the one where it's in the Japanese, in the ancient Japanese times. Anyways, Mother 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which you get a long game bonus for. Dragon Quest 2, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Alan Wake, Ease 2, or Book 2, whatever. Azure Striker Gunvolt 2, and then Baldur's Gate 2, like you, um, taking a point for abandoning that. So that comes out to a total of negative 24 for the year. So negative oh, 24. I, I didn't yep. include the Baldur's Gate abandonment in my list. That's what oh, it was. Oh, there, was- there's that extra point. There you go. Because, yeah, we put some time into it and uh, recognized didn't have the time for all the game. Now, all that the game offers. You can hear more about that on our previous episode. 
Um, so anyways, negative 24 points, positive eight points for a total of negative 16. Like I said, I, f- I don't think I'm going to finish in- out anything at- at- by year's end. Although you just reminded me that gifted games don't take in any penalties for playing. Nope. So I might finish Vampire Survivors by the year's end. We'll see. Yeah. Stay tuned, listeners. You'll, you'll hear on I'm- the next uh, episode. So it, yeah, it's we've got four days. Depending mm-hmm. on how long the platinum for God of War is going to take me from here, which I don't foresee that taking too too long, because mm-hmm. um, it's I've got a there's there's like a few fights and a couple, but it's just clearing out like some extra like collectibles and junk. Yeah, but then I might also depending on how s- sort of things go, I might try to finish out Link's Adventure. Just using a guide to get through the one temple that I'm on. Okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm because I'm I'm got a substantial sort of time socked into that, and I feel like I think I'm on like the seventh temple or whatever. So it's like I'm okay. not yeah that far from the end. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the one with but, the uh, with the the card um card the, the spade and the. Heart and the diamond. And oh, stuff like they that. like yeah. It's like they have like the weird little slot machine things. Yeah, and you whack them. Yeah, yeah. those were always. You have really to annoying. you have to get all the match. You mm-hmm. have to get them all to match in order. To, yeah, nice. I like yeah, that game. That's a lot. that one. I like that game. A it's lot. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I was enjoying my time with it. And some something came along and was like ooh shiny and distracted <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> There's something else that you were destined to play. I get it. Um, hmm. It was probably about that time. Yeah. <laughs> so I like it. But, well, that's that's where we're at so far for the year. So what if if it comes out next year? Is there anything that's like no? I'm probably pretty interested in this. I mean, for me, most definitely. Th- there's a ton of stuff next year. I think looks really interesting. If Spider Man comes out, if Spider Man Two okay. comes out next year. Mm-hmm. That will probably be very similar to like God of War, where I'll pick okay. it up and I'll play through it. Um, I really enjoyed Spider-Man uh, for PlayStation 4. Yeah. I really liked Miles Morales. Okay. I will probably, you, you know, I'll probably just jump right into that. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's sort of a given for me. As far as like other stuff coming out next year, there's a ton. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, you know, maybe next year will be the year that Silk Song finally comes out. Hey, um, That'll be like a day one for me. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. I'm definitely mm, interested right. in that. Uh, I mean, there's there's uh, Lightfall. Well, I pre-ordered mm. Lightfall for Destiny 2 already. I pre-ordered that so that basically I can jump into that next year whenever I get to it and not have to worry about taking a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the reasons I sort of loaded up on that. Uh, <laughs> so like, I've got some stuff that's coming out next year that like I'm like, yeah, I'm primed for, I'm ready to go on. Yeah. Um, how about you? Yeah. So um, I've, I just have a top three. Um, I could, yeah, I could probably list off more. And if I dug into everything that was coming out, I'm sure it would be, a, you know, I could write up a top, you know, 10, 15, something like that, especially with as many games that got pushed. It's going to be year. a very busy year, yes. especially the front half of, of mm-hmm. next year is going to be like just relentless. All the games. Um, the top three. Okay, so this is the most basic answer ever, but it, it's true, is uh, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Oh, oh, Definitely. I forgot about that. Yeah. The shortlist. Even as like mixed 
as sort of like as as sort of strained with as my relationship is with Breath of the Wild, Tears mm-hmm. of the Kingdom looks. Yeah. And I'm I'm kind of yeah, yeah. And, and bl- here's yeah. here's the thing is like for a game generally I wait for reviews for most games. But anytime a major Zelda game comes out, it's gonna get tense. Like you don't even if it's even if it's not looked back on very fondly, even if something it's like Skyward Sword. Sword, it got to, yeah, Skyward Sword got tense. So like the, you mm. can't I'm saying you can't trust review, like read reviews to get an idea of the game for sure. But I'm saying that to justify it's probably going to be like, if not a day one purchase, like first week, first month, I'm probably going to jump in when the hype is hot. Um, because yeah. that, I mean, yeah, you just, I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, so, so tears of the kingdom is top tier. Octopath two looks fan flipping tastic. And I love the first game. And so that's another one where I, I don't, mm, I'm hard pressed. I don't know because it's a huge JRPG. I don't know that I'm going to be able to buy it, you know, first week or whatever. I might wait a little bit on it, but man, that's going to, that's on my short list of ones to pick up. And then the third one you mm. already mentioned it is Silk Song. If it comes out, come on, man, you have to, you know, like yeah. after, after Hollow Knight. Again, that's, I've that's going to be one. It's like, here's just take my money. Exactly. I've, like, I've, I've said it before. Like, even if, if the game totally bombs, which I don't expect it to, mm-hmm. it's worth picking up at full price just to say, well done, Team Cherry. <laughs> this is how much I love Hollow Knight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, keep making more stuff like that. Well, and that's like sort of even like with Hades and, and stuff yeah. like that, where it is, and again, sort of, I, I wanted to touch on this. Like, I don't think Hades 2. Hades 2 has just been announced and they're going to mm-hmm. go into early access. So who knows? Right. Oh, gosh. It'll yeah. probably it's be a be few a years down the mm-hmm. road. But it's, it's sort of the question of like, how, how far do you go in commercializing your art in order to be successful? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like with Hollow Knight and with Hades, especially, like you have two smaller developers, even though mm-hmm. Supergiant's like it, they're, they're a triple I kind of team. Like they're, <laughs> They're, they are like the, the premium indie developer kind yeah. of thing. Sure. And I think like that attention to detail and the, just the, the overall level of quality really paid off for them. It doesn't always. Right. Like sometimes right. people pour themselves into something and it just doesn't catch. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's something that I'm always going to reward. Like if yeah. you do that, like I will give you my money mm-hmm. because you're doing the thing that I actually, like even if I don't, care about your game per se you're doing the thing that i want you to do yeah like i i want those high quality sort of premium uh games just to sort of rattle off some of the things that are coming out next year diablo 4 i'm interested Mm. in probably not going to be a day one for me Um, okay i'm surprised you you know uh i like diablo 3 a lot Mm -hmm. but yeah diablo 4 eh, we'll, we'll see yeah we'll see it's i've i've heard really I'm, I'm a, I've got some questions about like how are they gonna are, are they going to try and monetize this? What's mm. that microtransaction yeah. kind of stuff going to look like? Yeah, yeah. And ABK is just having a lot of like aside from just the whole Microsoft acquisition sort of stuff. It's like they're having a year. Um, yeah. You already mentioned Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Hogwarts mm. Legacy is supposed to come out next year. I mentioned mm. Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. is coming out. I think it looks Forspoken, which yeah, I just bleh, <laughs> not interested in that at all. Yeah. Um, Lord of the Rings Gone. I mean, 
<laughs> Sorry, I Suicide thought we were Squad. about bad games. The, uh, the, that game's not going to be good. Uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League Atomic mm. Heart, which looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Starfield, that one's going to be like, I don't know, man. It's freaking mm-hmm. Bethesda. Yeah. And like everything Bethesda does comes out buggy and kind of yes. busted. Like, mm-hmm. So I'm Pokemon sure that they'll game. get it to a point where it's like, like the difference between Bethesda and uh, the people who do Pokemon, what's that? What's mm-hmm. that studio? Game Freak. Uh, Game Freak is that Bethesda actually goes and fixes the bugs, and Game mm. Freak's just like, "Yeah, oh, you're an idiot, and we'll just keep taking your money," because <laughs> um, we're gonna release another game in like a year, and you're gonna buy even more copies of that game because mm. that's how this works for them. <laughs> uh, Skull and Bones, which is like the, it's okay. basically like. Uh, the the Assassin's Creed boats and boats and boats and boats and boats. Mm. Uh, Alan Wake Two is coming out. Oh yeah, so that's right. I'm. That might be. We'll we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting on reviews, but that might be a day one for me. Uh, Redfall again. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting. There's an Avatar game coming out. Baldur's Gate Three. You know, that's and right. then we're starting to get like the Dead Space remakes coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pragmata which is sort of like the survival horror game uh, from Capcom. It's got like the astronaut holding the little girl's hand on the moon. Okay. That's slotted for sometime in 2023. There's a ton of stuff. So if I could just slip in, see if stars, no, see of stars, potentially um, it's, it's scheduling the one piece odyssey game uh, okay. is, so there's there's a pile of stuff that looks interesting mm-hmm. uh, for next year um, as far as coming out. Uh, what I will say is I do want to prioritize just playing more of what I already own. Yes, and sort of. Yeah, I do want to sort of like hit that negative ten. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I'd like to at least sort of hit negative ten. Um, yeah. going into like next year. As far as sort of other things that we're potentially looking forward to maybe like, are there any sort of challenges or, mm-hmm. you know, personal sort of like goals you want to set as far as like, whether it's just the podcast sort of related stuff or just even like, you know, just your backlog in general. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the first thing that comes to mind um, as I'm looking forward to uh, 2023 and, and kind of, yeah, just some of the things that I want to accomplish. Um, I do want to get at least, at least finish my draft of my personal top 100 list. I think it's just fun to kind of wade through uh, because yeah. at that, that honestly at that large of a number, even number 100 isn't a, they're not like the greatest games. It's kind of funny when you whittle it down. Like it's really only kind of the top 30 or 40 to me that are like, oh, these are, you know, fantastic. The I love difference between a personal top 100 list mm-hmm. and something that's a little more corporate mm-hmm. is that top 100, like for what we do, is going mm-hmm. to be a little more cutthroat. Yes. Like, because it's two of us sort of fighting for, like, these are the 100 best games of all time, in our opinion, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you like, you throw, like, more people into that mix, and it gets a little more crazy. And, like, you're going to get, like, a really fine-tuned list there. Yeah. Um, but, like, if it's, like, my 100 favorite games, like, yeah, when you get to 100, it might be like, eh, this game's okay. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot, but it's not good. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that was something that, that was really interesting to me as I was putting together the list is like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, it's not, there's less pressure if that makes sense. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun. I want to, I want to kind of shape that a little bit more just 
for my own headcanon also, it helps out. So um, I want to get that, at least that draft done um, and, and hopefully kind of solidify that a little bit. In terms of kind of goals for the year, um, it's it's funny you said it. You want to get at least negative ten. That's what I'm shooting for as well, um, because I recognize like I want to get I want to knock out a bunch of backlog games. Yes, but I also recognize there are a number of games that I'm going to want to play that are coming out this year and or excuse me in 2023 and or games that I didn't get to in 2022. Um, so I'm going to be really tempted <laughs> with some of these games to to pick them up and, and to play some of them. Uh, so I know that's going to be there, but if I can at least get negative 10, at least that'll make like a small dent into my games. Now, um, one thing I just wanted to kind of bring up and talk about a little bit, again, as I'm looking forward to 2023 and the way that I approach games, one thing I did here recently is I've got my master list of games, my Excel sheets of the games that I own, um, and I added a ranking in there that, I, that I've been working on for the past couple of weeks. Uh, I say that. It's not taking that long, but you know, just kind of dipping in and out at times. And I added a ranking of basically how much I want to play every game. Um, so it's just a simple one to five uh, or zero if I've already beaten the game. Um, a, a one to five of like ones, eh, if I never get around to it, it's not a big deal. It's basically a way for me to kind of cull my list because it's a ridiculous mm-hmm. list of games. So, okay, these are the ones that I should be focusing on. So you have, you basically have like a sort of like a personal hype category that yes. you can sort of, you can sort the list by. Yes. So that I, now I have my list of games that I want to beat in 2023, but then I have kind of a further, like, these are my fives you know, and then fours are like right on the edge of like games that I really want to play, but fives kind of take precedent. Like I want to play the fives even more. And that has helped kind of, well, on the one hand, it's helped kind of clear that list, make it more manageable. But on the other hand, it's shown me that like, yeah, I really don't need new games. (laughs) I still have so Mm. many games. Um, And I'll tell you what it's really helped too, especially towards the end of the year, is thinking about the games that I pick up, my new acquisitions, and thinking about whether, like, how they would rank. And if it is, basically, if it's not a five, do I really need it now? You know, if it's not going to go into the list of, now, because of the beatdown, a lot of the times that means a game that I will play next year <laughs> because I don't want to take yeah. positive points for it, but at least we, have We it. do sort of like, yeah, back or front load the the following year or we 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 load for the the following year yes yeah yeah but you know like every time i i think about buying a game because it's on sale it's like okay am i actually going to play this within the next year that's that's become more of a criteria for me so Mm. if you look at my list of games that i want to play in 2023 a lot of the games that i picked up this past year are on there because i made the conscious decision of yes this is a game that i i want enough to play through, to make the commitment to play through next year. So I'm looking forward to the Master Chief Collection, you know, at least playing some of the Halo games next year. I'm looking, I'm, I want to play Scarlet Nexus and, and Taiko no Tatsujin and things like that. So um, it, it is changing the way that I look at new acquisitions and new games and, and consider new games, which has been really helpful for me. Also, as I look to the way that I play games, I've, you know, I've come to the realization, you know, my main source of playing games, and I've talked about this multiple times, is when I'm on the elliptical. 
that's just generally that that's the time that yeah. I can guarantee that I can play and everything else is kind of a free for all <laughs> in terms of the time that I get. Hey, sometimes I can play for two hours after the kids go to bed and Sam want, just wants to go do something else. And that that's awesome. That just doesn't happen very often. And so um, one thing that I have found, which is is totally new to me, is ways to play games while I'm on the elliptical. Um, it, 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 basically making games more mobile. Um, I, ha- I own an Android tablet. And there are ways mm. to stream games to that thing that I have just recently found. So, so Steam Link, I can stream from my PC right behind me to the elliptical across the room and play with an Xbox controller right there on the tablet. So that opens yeah. up a whole new world of games that I wouldn't have been able to play otherwise. Um, even looking into the current state of emulation, we've had episodes on this, I don't want to go too deep into that, but basically games that I already own that, hey, I don't want to set up an old system I can just emulate it on my tablet, play it at a higher resolution, and do it that way. So things like that are things that I'm considering for the new year in in games that I want to play. And so, it, again, it opens up this whole world of like, okay, if I really want to play this game, I can figure out a way to do it, and let's go ahead and blast through it. So that's the way I'm looking at playing games in, in 2023. I appreciate that, man. I... uh I like the fact that, like, too, in your personal list, like, you were, like, again, you had this, like, this is, like, my personal hype on these titles. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that. I think that's a really useful categorization. I Speaking of lists, like, one of my sort of things is I just want to, like, write down, like, make a list of my backlog games. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. We've talked about maybe setting up a lending library for like, you know, that, that would potentially be a, a patron sort of benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, that they would have access to at least my sort of physical library, uh, at least the stuff I would uh, be comfortable sort of lending out. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not we'll ever do that is, is sort of still kind of like, eh, it's, I talk about it and think about it and bounce it around and never really moved on it. But I think even just sort of uh, after that video that we mm-hmm. sort of, we, yep. we watched uh, the, the Daryl plays games or whatever, uh, that video was really useful and sort of just saying like helping me think about doing it. And I'll probably incorporate yeah. like a how long to beat time kind of thing yep. um, yeah. in there. But then, yeah, also adding like a, like the, these are the games that I really like looking at this that I really want to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think just as far as that, like sort of like helping me to prioritize and, and it's be a little more intentional about my backlog in general. Mm-hmm. Um, this coming year, I, I do want to sort of carve out some time to really start working on the the how should we then play stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. I think the other thing is like where you said like like do am, am I going to play this game next year? I think mm-hmm. for me, one of the biggest things is like, am I ready to play this game? Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Like, because aside from like. Like the the eight dollars for uh, Scarlet Nexus, yeah. Like that's like a like oh well, I am interested in this game, and for eight dollars, it doesn't feel like a big like. Even if I never get around to it, it's it was eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sort of but like, I want to start asking that question more often when I buy games. Yeah. Um, because I, I think a lot of times I'm like, 
I do buy stuff where it's like, I'm going to get around to this. I'm going to get around to right. this. I'm going to get around to this. And then, you know, you end up having 600 games <laughs> on your backlog or yep. whatever. And it's, I, I don't want to, like I said, I just need to go through all of that and sort of like really kind of like uh, tighten some of that up. And just, I think, like you said, it just even sort of saying like, this is sort of like a, a, an issue of desirability. Like this is mm-hmm. the stuff I really want to play. This is the stuff I'm moderately interested in, et cetera. Um, I think even th- something like that might be helpful. I'm just sort of looking at my mm-hmm. notes yeah. here. Well, and I appreciate yeah. that you brought up that YouTube video also. I, I didn't mention it and I feel bad, but but that was kind of the catalyst for for adding that ranking in there as well of just yeah. like, okay, that really helps to to think about um, the way that you get this list down into a more manageable form. Also to recognize because, how many dang good games I have that I've never touched. Yeah, no. And it's just like, I think too, like even having a list, like that information is there. And so it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you don't have to worry about like, well, what do I want to play next? You're like, okay. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. But yeah, I mean, as, as far as like other challenges, of, of course, like, you know, next year I'd like to lose, like get back down. I, I lost all that weight for a while. I'd mm-hmm. like to get back down to like, you know, around 200, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the and I, I recognize that that's going to be a bit of a struggle. I'd also like to just start working out a little more next year. Okay. Because um, especially in the last couple of months, like I fall off anyways at a certain point, like, you know, probably mm-hmm. about November, it just gets a little hard. Right. I would like to just be a little more intentional about that period uh, throughout the, the, the course of the year and maybe get to a point next November where it's like I'm not falling off. Um, but... It, yeah. December is very hard for me to like do anything outside right. of the home, <laughs> but yeah, I have a kettlebell. I could mm. be sort of doing some, some stuff there. Uh, and then, you know, just like to, I think, uh, want to develop a, a better sort of, uh, family worship rhythm at mm. home. So, yeah, I think that's like sort of looking forward. Those are sort of the things that I'm interested in trying to make happen next year. But, mm-hmm. um, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so, awesome. I mean, that's really all I've got, man. Um, how about cool. you? Like any sort of like closing shots here? Yeah. Th- th- well, I, I was thinking about goals in terms of video games. I have not nailed down. So this week is the week where I want to nail down goals, just kind of life goals for the next for the next year. So I'm kicking around. I haven't landed on anything. But uh, even listening to old episodes of the, the Breakdown, um, you know, we talked about memorization a lot more. And so I want mm. to bring that rhythm back in and maybe, maybe set some lower goals there because I know I went kind of hard with that and, and burnt out after a while. Yeah. So, so maybe lower that, but at least have, have some, have something there to aim for, um, putting more priority on, on, um, on memorization. Uh, but I think, also, I had something and I totally lost it. Oh, there are f- a few other things. And again, I, I haven't nailed these these down, but there are a few other areas of theology in particular that I want to iron out a bit more for myself, um, especially as I kind of move into, you know, some and, some leadership type roles. A more pastoral role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, just some things that I want to be convinced on 
for myself that I want to mm-hmm. iron out. So again, as I look to the new year, these are things that I'm kicking around. Okay, if if this is true, if it's not just like a nebulous, yeah, I'd like to do that kind of a thing. If I want to make it a priority, then I need to kind of start setting up like my routines, my rhythms, my daily rhythms and, and weekly rhythms and things like that are kind of downstream from that. You know, in order to in order to meet that goal, I need to put things in place uh, in order to yeah to get to, to go towards that. So uh, I'll be nailing that down over the next week, but I have some ideas in, in terms of that. Yeah. So, but cool. But yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. That's, that's looking back at 2022. I think it's been a good year. Um, yeah. Especially Even though there were no games. None, none at all. No good ones. None, no good ones. No came one like, l- listen, I understand that that's like a sort of a, that has been something, a bit of a common refrain. And even like friend of the show, Micah, has really mm. sort of despaired of like this last year. And he's like, oh, yeah. And when it comes to like the big AAA bangers, he's not mm. wrong. Yeah, there sure. haven't been a ton of those. But this has definitely, I think, been like a year full of like indies yeah. and really cool stuff. Um, like there, there have been more games, I think, this last year too, where there's a lot of like, th- a lot of stuff's getting the side eye. Um, like that Call of the Lamb, uh, there's a whole oh, bunch yeah. of like indie stuff, whole bunches mm-hmm. of, of indie stuff where I'm like, oh, this is a real, this looks interesting. So mm-hmm. yeah, but for sure, there's still more games than I could ever play, you know, like uh, yeah. new games. If you just limited it to 2022, I couldn't play all of them in, in a year. The ones that yeah. I'm interested in in a year. Yeah. So it's, so it's, with 2023 coming up, I'm just like, there's no, there's no chance. <laughs> so for sure. Um, like I said, I was just, I'm just I'm like, I'm choosing violence over shade. here. Love it. Throwing some shade, <laughs> some, some, some hand grenades, just lobbing bombs, being a jerk. Um, <laughs> but it. I think it is, it's probably time to start winding down. One, yeah. I'm getting very yeah, yeah. sleepy. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, you know, we have, we have done the thing. We have been good at being bad at brevity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's time to start rounding it down. Yep. So uh, do you have any, you know, sort of as we're landing the planes, any shout outs, anybody from our community do something super cool that you feel like needs to be uh, celebrated or acknowledged? I got two quick ones. One is just that I really enjoy seeing the Christmas hauls in our Discord. And actually, I think you started that. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you you had kind of gotten mm-hmm. the ball rolling on that. Let so me see your loot. To you. Yes. Uh, but it, but it's just so much fun to see, you know, what other people, and in particular, seeing other dads and what they're getting. And so mm-hmm. I don't feel like, oh, yeah, Christmas isn't like about me anymore no this this is normal <laughs> for yeah. people we just get little trinkets and things like that which is totally fine um so i've i have enjoyed seeing other people's christmas hauls the only other thing is that we got a new patron and so porcho not only is he a new patron but he's like adding into the conversation a lot on discord too which is so much fun and, and I've, I've seen him on on facebook a little mm-hmm. bit as well so so he was that, that was my shout out too, man. Oh, um, just like yeah. say welcome. Well, no, it's welcome to the 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 Patreon. W- welcome, uh, you know, friend friend Porcho, mm-hmm. and he and I have like we've sort of been like chatting back and forth a little bit. He's Sweet. he's always like he's putting like some some absolutely wild stuff into the Discord. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, I love he's got it. a really dry sense of humor, I which I appreciate. Um, you you know so uh mm-hmm. good dude fantastic We're, beard gotta say oh dude dude it's lovely yeah dude that that picture that he dropped into him 
smoking the cigar. It's like mm-hmm. it's like he's got beautiful weather, blue skies. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, no, I want it's like it's like subarctic mm-hmm. where I'm at. And I was like, oh, I want a cigar. Um no, but like just did want did want to shout him out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. really appreciate his contributions and having him in the community. So mm-hmm. but yeah, as far as like any personal challenges, I know that we've mm-hmm. both sort of been like kind of like, you know, just like looking at that, making fart noises. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, I'm going to sort of shift gears and mm-hmm. just sort of move this into something a little more actionable and not yeah. as sort of like vague as like, oh, like losing weight, blah, 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 mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, I think by next episode, I would like to have my backlog library cataloged. Okay. All right. Going for so it. That's that's sort of like moving into next episode. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'll remember to do that and mm-hmm. give a bit of an update. Uh, anything for you. Sweet. Well, it's, it's what I mentioned earlier is that this week in particular, I want to nail down my kind of goals for the next year. And so, and again, okay. the, the, so it's goals which require kind of reevaluating my priorities and what, you know, kind of my ideal kind of week would look like, and then the routines that I set up in order to hit those those specific goals. And so mm-hmm. when I'm going to tackle that. So there's a lot entailed in that, if that makes sense. Um, but I want to I wanna get that done before the new year and uh, then just kind of from there, like, okay, now we can run the program. <laughs> you know, like if this is my new kind of morning routine, then I'd like to start hitting that kind of a thing. So ironing all those things out. So, uh, do we have a, is is there anything less, anything else left? There is Um, one more thing and that is in the form of a question. uh, A what? What What is is your quest? Sean, what is your question? Uh, I think we're going to go with a friend of the show, Micah, since I sort of dogged him out a little bit and I was like choosing (laughs) violence and I was like being (laughs) kind of like throwing some petty spaghetti at him. Um, I love, I love Micah. Yeah, that, that's my dude. But love me some Micah. He's a, <laughs> he's he's good stuff. Micah gear. Um, but so he writes in. You guys have talked a good bit about game preservation and are proponents of it. And he says, I believe. And it's like I I think we were both sort of like, um, you know, with with limited caveats. Not every game needs to be saved, but. Right. More often than not, it's it's not a bad thing to preserve games. Mm-hmm. Um, can you use the case of The Last of Us Part 1 and chop up what Sony, Naughty Dog are doing right and what they're doing wrong with this case? If you are for games preservation, how should it be done? Um, and then he, he actually sort of threw in a, a little bit of a link for a video that we did not watch because uh, you're just getting the spicy takes. <laughs> um and and I'll go first on this one. Mm-hmm. My sort of feeling is like I'm not opposed to the fact that they did The Last of Us Part One, mm-hmm. but I do think it was too soon. Yes, uh, and I I understand the desire to pr- sort of provide a definitive version of that game, especially mm-hmm. it, with everything that's sort of going on with the television series with the last of us part two etc like i get it but i also sort of 
and I and I think sort of like the the sort of the the negative press surrounding a lot of that sort of actually like justifies or sort of proves what I'm I'm saying here is I think it, it was just too soon. Mm-hmm. It was too soon, um, and especially at the price point, like right. it just there were a lot of people. Do, I'll I'll be the first to admit that I think a lot of people like want to like you know do a lot of hand wringing and crying and whinging about like prices in video games. And I'm like I'm not saying like hey if you don't think the games worth seventy bucks, don't pay seventy bucks. Yeah, but I think that's my problem. Is like I'm like hey you don't think it's worth seventy bucks, don't pay. 70 bucks and a lot of people are like i shouldn't have to pay and then turn around and pay the 70 dollars because they're weak. <laughs> um y- you know and so th- i'm and and even with the talk about the horizon zero dawn potential remake i'm like i understand i totally get coming back and sort of like especially with the last of us part one where you're sort of injecting some new tech and adding like a lot of like bells and whistles and sort of like but it's not necessary and it dilutes the market a little bit and it, mm-hmm. it feels, and I think this is a lot, it, but it feels very sort of like cash grabby, mm-hmm. even though I wouldn't necessarily, I don't believe it was that. Yeah. Um, it just, it feels kind of gross. Yeah. So th- the thing is, I think the, the if if you could basically break it down into a good and a bad, the good is they take their product seriously and they mm-hmm. want to present the best possible version of that, and I'm I'm into that. Um, as you know, especially alongside like if, especially if we could preserve the other versions as well, and you could see like oh. Like this is what it looked like on the PS3. This is what it looked like on the PS4. And then this is sort of the same game, sort of put through this lens, as like this is like the definitive experience. Like I think that's good. I think what's bad is the frankly the rollout. Um, okay. The the way that they're rolling this out is not great. Like the the mm-hmm. timetable, the price point, mm-hmm. et, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we actually have uh, a, a lot in common um, in terms of just kind of our, our overall thoughts. I would go a little bit harder though. Um, in particular, where you're talking about um, the admirability of wanting to use newer tech on these older games, I see a parallel to this in, uh, well, I mean, it's pretty much in any creative endeavor. Okay. I will say that. But when it comes to music, when it comes to recording music, when it comes to recording songs, you can always tinker. You can always add more. You can always um, change things, do do another take, um, add in this other instrument, mix it a little bit more, try and do these other things. You have to find a point at which it's done. And that's never, it's never going to feel done when it's done you can always add more and and tinker and tweak and do these different things. And so um, I think in this case, to release the same game three times in less than a decade on three concurrent systems, so not not skipping any generations, three concurrent generations, which are largely backwards compatible anyway, um, feels like... The four and the five are, but yeah. Okay. Okay. But th- what was yeah. the distance between the three and, and the four, the releases of the, f- the original release and the remastered for PlayStation 4? 
I mean, that was a couple well, years. That yeah, they were super I think close. the argument for that one is the sort of the the the, the isolation of those platforms. Okay. Um, I think there's a better argument, but like even there, The Last of Us, the 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 deluxe edition or the complete edition or whatever for mm-hmm. the PS4 mm-hmm. was, I think, like twenty bucks when it came out. Was it okay? Okay, that, so it was. That makes it, might have, it might have been forty, but it mm-hmm. was like it wasn't yeah, it was a, a full price. price. Okay, it, was, it wasn't a full price game. But okay. then too, it's like you're talking about a game that was sort of like the swan song on the PS3, mm-hmm. and they brought it to their new system because you know the PS3, even though it's a great box, was a very isolated box. Yeah. So. In in fair enough, like I've talked about how I've tried to play it on PlayStation Three, and my PlayStation Three will not run it. Like it it hard yeah. freezes when I try to play. It's like it. it's like no sir. Yeah, yeah. I am too old, and, and I have a launch PS Three, so that and there's reasons mm. for that too. Backwards compatibility. Um. So the okay. Okay, there are tertiary reasons. It just feels to me as an as an artistic endeavor that the developers are not um they they're they don't feel that it's ever done. That oh we, but we can make it better and re-release it. Now, I think again you bring up a good point about hey the show is coming out so we could have some people buy you know who who want to play the original game because of the show. Okay. That that's that's a business decision. You know, and I I can't fault them for that, but it does feel very strange. Um, okay, the question is about games preservation. I don't think that question even has to be asked when you're talking about games on on neighboring or concurrent generations. I I don't think you're in any danger of well, not preserving a game if you I can think play so it on he's looking at this, generation. and I think I think what. The what would Micah would sort of say or argue mm-hmm. here is that I think there is a sort of an attempt to say like twenty years from now, twenty five years from now, mm-hmm. the last of us part one will exist and it exists in this form. Mm-hmm. And well, so in what they different forms right now. Well, but what they're fu- they're I think what they're doing is they're kind of future proofing, and they they really are sort of making the the appeal for like in 20 years 25 mm-hmm. years 30 years mm-hmm. this will be the version to go back to this will be the version that's still playable you know it, i don't know i i guess sort of tying it to the game's preservation stuff right mm-hmm. coming back to that because he you know the the question does it is like games preservation we had a conversation with paul about about right. some of this stuff yep and episode 77 i listened to it this afternoon the question one of the questions that came up is like, well, what should you save? Mm-hmm. And Paul said something, and I'm I'm going to paraphrase this, but it's 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 actually stuck with me and resonated with me. Every okay. he's like, that's not that's not our job. Yeah, our job isn't to dictate what's worth saving. Yeah, that's our children's job. Yeah, that's further on down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like you have guys like Frank Cifaldi who is doing that with games that are 20, 30, 40 years old mm-hmm. now. And there's a lot of work that sort of like he's doing. And there's a lot of ephemera that they, right. the, the video game yeah. you know, preservation movement sort of picks up too. But, and I think that's, that's what I'm saying is like, and so what Sony's trying to do, I think is sort of like in a way, 
Mm-hmm. That's, I think there's also a commercial aspect to it, but they're mm-hmm. also saying like in 30, 40 years, you don't have to worry about it because we're going to preserve this, this, this version of the game right yeah. here. I, I, there could be some of the, the, the artist is it's never done kind of thing, which mm-hmm. I agree with you. If that's the case, then they like, at some point in time, you just have to say, no, it's done. That, and you have to leave it and move on. That's how it feels. If you're constantly updating it every three years to me, that's how it feels. Um, I, I completely disagree with um, the idea that this is a games preservation thing because I'll ask, what is the definitive version of Super Mario Brothers 3? Is it the original NES version or is it the Mario All-Stars version? Well, I think they can coexist. Um, yeah, and, they can and coexist, but it's, it has nothing to do with preservation. Um, if, if All-Stars was never made, we'd still be fine. We yeah. still be fine preserving Mario 3. <laughs> like, you don't have to make a new version in order to preserve no, it. No, but, and, and that's, I think though, the, the, the fact is, like I said, the, the, some of the argument that I think Sony is making, and he, mm-hmm. he brought up a very specific sort of, is that they are trying to future proof. They're trying to sort of circumvent the, the kind of, at least that's some of what they're coming at it. It's yeah. like saying, like, and I, I, there's obviously like commercial stuff there too mm-hmm. like i to, to be honest like the like the difference between mario brothers 3 and then the uh super mario brothers collection mm-hmm. for super nintendo or whatever is like i don't think anybody at nintendo was looking at that and saying like no this is the version that kids are going to be playing in 30 years whereas i do think that was probably in some of the the, the talks in sort of the last of us part one um really with it coming out so soon Within the I, life cycle of the, I think, the, those games, okay, so I think part of it, and we're, we're we're getting a little long in the tooth for a, a question <laughs> <Yeah>. segment. <laughs> I think Sony is very much trying to sort of position itself as like the games as high art people or the games as serious art people. Hmm. Um, and I think The Last of Us Part One was part of that. It's okay. like, no, we take our product very serious. We think that what we're doing is significant in a way that deserves to be almost like a criterion collection kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's probably what they're getting at. And I think I don't, and again, I I would just kind of come in. So I'm not sure it's theirs to decide. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, go ahead. If that were the case, I think that would be really cool as a specific, you know, there was like player's choice or whatever games. If you could have a specific label for something like that and include um, dev interviews and stuff like that with a deluxe version of the game, maybe a redone version of the game and charge full price for that, I think that would be really cool. I think if they put their money where their mouth is and really go that route and like label games, you know, uh, a deluxe edition or super remake version. I don't, okay, I'm throwing this out there. Even even like you said, um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, okay? If you release that in a different engine and include dev interviews and stuff to where you're like the the, the importance of this game, the impact of this game, then cool. Then then I think I think that would be the route to go. Um, but without making that clear, it feels very strange to me. So, uh, but that's, that, I think that's actually a cool idea. If you could do that, no. like have a criterion collection for me. I just games. think, That'd like, cool. I think a lot of, you know, just to sort of like close out, I think mm-hmm. the, a lot of the problem with like the, the Last of Us Part One and the way to release is just more of an, like, Sony's sort of out of touch. Mm. Um, I think 
Sony leadership in a lot yeah. of ways. This just feels like a very sort of like cash grabby kind of Sony right, right now, which is not a great look. Yeah. And so like when it you pair it with- like you need to right now. You're kind of on top. Well, but they're also- Yeah, yeah they're facing some stuff. Yeah, okay. They're cool. facing some that's stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, but- yeah, That's true. I would say like, it just feels like kind of the wrong move mm-hmm. where I don't hate it, but it's not the right time for something like that. And it comes back yeah. to like what I was saying before. Like, I think the biggest problem is the, is the rollout. You don't want people asking the question, like, do we need this? Right. Like what you w- yeah. want them with, with something like this, you want them to be excited about it and be into mm-hmm. it. And frankly, mm-hmm. it's like, it's just, it's not the right time. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, that was a great question. Thank you, Micah. Great question, Micah. So, you know. um, Awesome. And if you want to shoot us your questions, there's tons of ways you can do that. Our email address is thebacklogbreakdown at gmail.com. On Twitter, mm -hmm. our handle is at bbdowncast. We're on Instagram.com slash thebacklogbreakdown, posting all kinds of cool images on there, getting you, getting the ball rolling for some conversations on Facebook. Our group is the hashtag backlog book club. We also have a discord link for that is in the show notes of this episode. And then if you want to get a little bit more personal, I generally go by Broccolope on the internet and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. There you go. So yeah, I think, uh, it's, uh, Again, we we did the things. We mm-hmm. were really good at being bad at brevity tonight. Um, <laughs> we didn't say the thing that always leads to these scenarios, but mm-hmm. we might as well. Still like, happens. oh, this one, this one won't be that bad. No, we, we, yeah, we, not long at all. <laughs> but it, and it's it wasn't bad. It's just no. like it goes long. It goes long. It's true. So. It's true. But here we are, standing on the corpse of 2022, looking forward to what new adventures. For forgetting, yeah, forgetting that desiccated, you know, maggot-ridden mess that was 2022, <laughs> and looking forward to all the promise, and 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 I, I don't know. I'm, cheers I'm, to New Year's. Yeah, cheers to New Year's. But uh, all right, boyos and and ladies, I think uh, I think it's time to sort of really land this plane. And uh, I guess Josh, until next time, what what should they do? Guys, as you're looking forward to 2023, keep beating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.